Then bless him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good and all the time. Amen, amen. We bless God for being here on this day. We thank God for life, health, and strength. Amen. Thank God for keeping us and bringing us here safely. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We are truly grateful and thankful for all that God has done. Amen. We thank God. He has blessed us through this week. Amen. Giving us life, health, and strength to make it through the week. And we thank God for it. We thank God for his word. Amen. That constantly keep us. We thank God for our pastor, Gloria Ingram over here. Amen. Thank God for her working so diligently with the ministry. Amen. We thank God for her. We thank God for our assistant, Pastor Robert Lee Lewis. Amen. Here every Sunday. Amen. Thank God for him. Amen. How many know we are a church on the move? Amen. Doing great things for God. Amen. We're going to reach out to this community and let them know that Mount Olive is here. A place where the Lord dwells. Come on and give God a hand. Pray for that. Amen. Amen. The Lord dwells in this house. And that's what we want people to know, that God is here. Not just we're here. God is here. Amen. How many know where God is makes a difference? Amen. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Amen. Stand, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made thee free. We thank God for that. Amen. We thank God for our visits in our midst. Amen. Being brought in by our brother that comes all the time. We thank God for that. Amen. It's good to have you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Saints, on a, um, another note, uh, we sent out an email concerning our sister Martha. Amen. I hope all of you know and have found out that she's going to be moving to Rochester, New York. Um, to be with her daughters who are better able to take care of her up there in Rochester, New York. Um, something that's been very um, saddening for me um, to see her leave and to have to go to Rochester, New York for whatever time God allows and allots. Amen. But um, I would like for all those, amen, I went up there to visit with her yesterday Amen. For all those who can, amen, she will be leaving Tuesday. So if you would like to see her before she leave, um, you better do it Monday, tomorrow, if you want to go up to see her before she leaves. Amen? Okay, because she will be leaving on a plane early Tuesday for Rochester, New York. She will be traveling out with um, Brother Tony, and they'll be going to Rochester. So... Bless her, amen, pray with her, and thank God for her, amen? Amen, don't go there sad and crying and all that stuff, amen, she don't need that, amen. What she needs is some strong people in the Lord that's going to go there. So if you know you're going to go there and break down, stay home, uh, call her up when she gets to Rochester, then this way you can be an encouragement that way, amen, because she was in good spirits as far as the eye can see. Amen. And we want, to, we want her to stay that way. We want her to know that we love her very much. Amen. She has been a faithful 
member here for many years. Amen. And we're not canceling her membership because we believe God. Amen. We're not taking her off the road. Amen. Amen. We're not taking her off the road. We're just going to have people fill her place. Amen. And hold those spots for her. Amen. Because we believe God. And I know that my God can do anything but fail. Amen. I know he can do the impossible. Amen? Amen. So we have to believe God. Say it with me. I believe God. Amen. In these last days, it pays for you to believe God. Well, saints, turn with me into Daniel, the sixth chapter. Thank God for the word. We thank God for the powerful word on last Sunday for my sister Rose about family. Amen. The restoration of family. Something I have been praying about and studying for quite a while. The restoration of family. Amen. When the enemy started messing, he started messing with family. Amen. On his mind was to destroy family. So we want to pray for our family. Amen. That's why we're going to pray for Sister Martha. We're going to keep her in constant prayer, knowing that God is able. God is a deliverer. Amen. He is a keeper. Amen. And the only one that can send healing to family is God. Amen. And no matter what your situation in your family may be, I want you to know that God can turn things around. Amen. Me and Bishop Michael sitting before Sister Martha yesterday, we were telling her that God can turn things around. How many know that? God can turn things around. Amen. This too shall pass, for God can turn things around. Still under our title, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Always keep it about Jesus. Amen. I pray on the fast last week that you kept it all about Jesus. Amen. And whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you, wherever you go, keep it all about Jesus. Keep him in mind at all time because it is all about Jesus. Our thought for this week, the faithful will see God's favor. Again, the faithful will see God's favor. You know, as a Christian, it should make you feel strange when you know that you're not being faithful to what God has called you to do. Amen. You should be faithful to your position in the church. Faithful to your job that God has called you to do. Because you know what? Many of y'all tomorrow morning are going to be up and out to your job on time. Amen. And you're going to expect a paycheck when that comes time to be paid. Amen. Because you know you've been faithful. You've made an effort to get there on time. You make an effort to do your work because you want to prove yourself faithful because you don't want to lose your job. You want to keep your job. Amen? One thing that is very bothersome, and we all have to look at it, are we more faithful to the things of the world than we are to God? Are we more faithful to the things on our job till we are, that, than we are to our church? 
Amen. Because you might be thinking, well, I'm, I, I get to church when I want to. They're not paying me to come to church. We don't have to pay you. God's already paid you. He woke you up. He provided for you and gave you clothes. He put food on your table. Amen. He put a roof over your head. God's already paid you. You should be here and be here coming here with a praise on your lips to bless the Lord. Amen. The faithful will see God's favor. For God doesn't just give his favor to anybody. His favor goes to the faithful. Listen, the faithful and not the highest bidder. Amen? Amen. So don't just think that by paying your tithes, you got dibs on, on God's miracles and, and dibs on God's healing. No. No. Well, saints, we laugh, but we got some churches and some ministers who's teaching that. That if you buy this holy water, I'm telling you, God will heal you. Or if you buy this handkerchief that was, touching, that was touched by Jim Brown over in something, something, God will heal you. The devil is a liar. Healing is free. And healing comes from the wings of Jesus and not from some man. Amen? That's why I discourage people from getting on a prayer line because you think that some man has power to heal. He doesn't have no power. If the anointing is not with him, the healing ain't true. <clears throat> For it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and lifts every burden. It's the anointing. And if you're not anointed, the people you're praying for is in trouble. You need an anointed person praying for you. Uh, in other words, a faithful person unto God's will. The challenge for today, to be persuaded of God's favor. Again, to be persuaded of God's favor. When you came to Jesus Christ, you automatically became the favor of God. You are the favor of God. God has placed his grace on you because you believed on his son. Because you believed on the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that has washed away your sins and delivered you from darkness into God's marvelous light. That delivered you from hell to heaven bound. You've been delivered by the blood and by grace. Because that's what Jesus died for us to receive, the grace of God. We are living in the age of grace. And this grace of God shall lead us from here heavenward. That's how powerful grace is. Are you persuaded of God's favor? See, you can be persuaded of a lot of things. See, I'm persuaded that when I get in my car, my car's going to start up because I've been treating it right. But are you persuaded of God's favor? That God's favor is upon you. That no matter where you go or where you are, that God's favor goes with you. See, a lot of people are not, are not persuaded of God's favor. They're not persuaded that God's favor is with them. But I want to tell you, you are a child of God, Christian. Believer, you are a child of God. You are under the favor of God. Amen. Let me tell you something. You can get healed by a child praying for you. If that child is under favor. Amen. See, it's not, listen to me, it's not about, it's not about the person that go to church so much. It's about the person who is faithful under God's favor. See, we got to be faithful in everything. Faithful in coming to church. Faithful in our effort. Faithful in praying. 
faithful in, in, in doing the things of God, faithful in staying in our word, faithful in how we treat our family. See, because there, there ain't no sense and you come in here and being all nice to everybody in the church and then when you get home with your wife, you a hell raiser. <laughs> or when you get home with your husband, it can't hardly, it's like sleeping with the enemy. Amen? Come on now. This, this got to be done. This got to be done the right way. That's why the, the man of God, listen what the man of God, the, one of the first things that the man of God has to be able to do, and that's rule his house well. Amen. Rule his house well. Amen. He got no business standing up here preaching and he know he beating on his wife. Or he not treating his wife right. Or he's mean to her. Don't look at my wife's eyes. Because let me tell you something. If you're not treating your wife right, she's going to tell it. Because when the man of God is preaching, you'll see her do this. That's telling on itself. That's her telling on him that he's not right. Amen. But it's good to be able to preach and your wife's head is lifted up, right? Y'all blink at me if her head go down. Amen. To be persuaded of God's favor. Amen. Let's be persuaded that we have it, that God is with us. Amen. Saints, these are the last days. Amen. These are, I was telling Tabernacle of Purpose this morning. I said I had, a, I had a dream about nuclear war and a conspiracy from different countries to have a nuclear war against the United States. Saints, these are the last days. And saints, it's happening. It's happening. Because of, because of North Korea having nuclear bombs, other countries are now encouraged to get nuclear bombs. And that was said this week. That other countries are now encouraged to get what they've never had to protect themselves. Saints, it's praying time. It's time to pray. It's time to believe God to deliver us because this world is becoming a dangerous place to live. It's becoming a dangerous place. And you don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen. All we, let me tell you something. The best we need to do is pray. And when you think you prayed, pray some more. Because men are to always pray and not faint. And pray without ceasing. It's time to pray. It's time to pray for our families. It's time to pray for our marriages. It's time to pray for our homes. It's time to pray for our finances. You can't get worried about your finances. You got to pray for your finances. Amen. Because there's nothing you can do about it. You can't walk in the job and tell them, hire me. Pray about your finances. Pray about what you need. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But the only way you're going to get it done, you got to pray. We got to pray. Amen. That's a great thing. That's the great thing about a fast. Whenever we go on a fast, it's called fasting and praying. Because you can't fast and don't pray. You got to pray. And we need to pray. Especially in these days we live in. Man walked into a church in Alabama and just shot three people. 
happening. It's happening. Back at Creflo Dollars Church, I think it was a year or two ago, a man walked in there and killed somebody. Saints. Let me say something. When the devil start walking in the church, he's getting bolder. He's getting brazen. And you know what? We better get bold about this gospel that we have, about this power that God has given us, about this grace that God has put us under. You and I better get bold about it. Because you know what? The devil don't care. And you better not be afraid of the devil. Because the moment he sends fear, he has legal authority to overtake you. I shall not fear. We cannot fear what the enemy is doing. We got to trust God. Look around and tell your neighbor and tell him, trust in the Lord. Come on, tell him again, trust in the Lord. Your topic for the day, finally, God's favor in a strange place. Again, God's favor in a strange place. You don't understand it, but you will. God's favor in a strange place. How many, how many have, ever, have ever been in a strange place? A place you really didn't know where you were. Figuratively or literally, you've ever been in a strange place, a place you knew where you didn't belong, where you didn't fit in. Amen. With certain times, certain times during, during our marriage, when we would get into certain arguments, I feel like, wait, wait a minute, this is a strange place because we've never been here before. Amen. But you got God's favor in a strange place. In a place where you've never been, God's favor is with you. And following you, leave, listen, even in the strange place, in the place where you believe you shouldn't have been or you shouldn't be, God's favor is with you in the strange place. Ha, ah, that's right. Because when the enemy gets us in certain predicaments, when he gets us bind, bound up in a certain place, he wants us to believe that there's nothing we can do about it and that we're stuck here. I come to let you know the devil is a liar. We are not stuck. We have God's favor in this strange place we're not used to being in. In, in this, listen, in this haunted house, we got God's favor. In this, in this predicament that we've never been in before, we've got God's favor. In this place of finances where my finances seem like it's just never enough, we have the favor of God with us. Sister Chastity is about to have her first child. I want her to know that God's favor is with her. His favor is with her when she goes into the delivery room. God will go with her. God's not going to send her by herself. God's favor follows her. See, saints, this is what keeps us from being afraid is when we know God is with me for his favor goes with me. Wherever I go, God's favor goes. How do you think God kept Abraham? Because his favor was with him. How do you think God kept Isaac? Because his favor was with him. 
That's how the whole nation of Israel came about. And God was able to fulfill his word. Why? Because his favor went with them. And everybody that God used, his favor was with them. For you can't take away God's favor. I, you, let me tell you something. The devil can't erase God's grace. The great God's grace. He can do nothing with God's favor. The only thing he can do is look at you. And, and guess what? And wish he had it or, or wish he can take it from you. But he can't. It's your favor. Ah, oh, come on, say it with me. It's my favor. God favors you. God's favor in a strange place. I want you to turn with me. Hold on to Daniel 6. I want you to turn with me to Peter. 1 Peter, the fourth chapter. 1 Peter, the fourth chapter. Peter was a man who understood what it meant to have God's favor in a strange place. Because it's not all the time, saints, that life is going to be what you want it to be. Boy, I wish life could be scripted. That it can be, you know, that we can have the life of the Huxtables. The truth of the matter is everybody wasn't raised like the Huxtables. Amen? Some of y'all had some dysfunctional family members. A dysfunctional father, a dysfunctional mother. Mother in your house. Amen? And every, every, every day wasn't la 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 And I didn't get no time out. I got beatings. But I thank God for the beatings because it made me the man I am today. They don't outlawed that. But you know what? It helps as long as it's done right. Amen? I'm not preaching abuse. Abuse is something totally different. Amen? The Bible says, spare not the rod and spoil that child. Amen? Some of these kids, that's all they need was a good beating. But you had to start it here. You can't start it when they're here. It's too late then. You might get fought back. Amen. You went to give a beating, you might get a beating. Amen. God's favor goes with us. Always. His favor is with us. And we have to be assured of it. We have to be persuaded by it that God's favor follows us. No matter where we go, no matter what the predicament is, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances may be, God, I know your favor is with me. So even though things don't look the way I want it to look, God, you're with me. Amen. You're not going to have a marriage like the Brady Bunch. Let me tell you something. It wasn't real. They wasn't married. And even if they was, he was gay. And that's just the truth. So they wouldn't have been married very long. 
See, TV tries to set a model of what things should be. But I want you to know that only God's Word can tell you how things should really be. TV should not be your model to follow. We are supposed to follow God's Word. And whatever God says, that's how, and that's what we follow. And that's how we ought to be. Not what we see on TV. Not what we see on TV. But see, a lot of times on TV, we are drawn to what we see. Images. We are drawn to ideas. Oh, when all the ideas we need was given to us right here in the word of the living God. God has told you what type of man he wants you to be. He's told you what type of woman you are to walk as. No woman would be a hoe if she followed God's word. And no man would be a, 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 a pimp if he followed God's word. Amen. There would, listen, there would be no fatherless children if we followed God's word. There would be no fatherless homes if we followed God's word. If we stayed with God's model of family, there would be, there would be no need for therapists and psychiatrists who are only, uh, their only job is to get in you, get out of you what you already know what's wrong. Because that's their job. For you to talk out what's bothering you. And God says, listen what God, God says, come on to me, all ye that are heavy laden and need need of rest. And I will give you, what? Rest. Go to Jesus and get rest for your weary mind. Rest for your, rest for your weary soul. Listen to what Peter said in 1 Peter 4. Talking about favor in a strange place, Amen favor in a strange place. Listen to what Peter said. First Peter 4. Beloved, think it not what? Strange concerning this fiery trial which is to try you as though something strange happened unto you. Peter's telling us here, don't find it strange where you're at. Like you're in a, the word strange here in, in the Greek is, is like for foreign. You know, sometimes we're like in a foreign place. Anybody ever went to a foreign country and you felt out of place? I feel like that when I'm in Mexico because I'm outnumbered by the Mexicans. I'm in a foreign land. And those are not my people. This place is foreign to me. So if I ever got lost in this place, nobody would ever know because I'm a foreigner. I don't really know my way around in this strange place. And for some of us, that's where we are in our lives. In a strange place. How did I get here? You're wondering about your thinking. Why, why do I think this way? That's a strange place. See, the enemy loves making us feel like we're in a strange place. Because then he can get us to think all kind of ways. He can get us to say all kind of things and speak negative things into our atmosphere while we're in this strange place when we ought to be speaking the word of the living God. And I want you to know, God's favor is in the strange place. God's favor is when you 
in a place you feel like you don't belong. That's where God's favor is. And that's why a lot of times things happen. Count it not strange. Don't think of it as strange. Because the, God allows the enemy at times to bring things into your life that you never would have thought would have happened to bring you into a strange place to strengthen your faith so that you trust God right there in the strange land. You got to trust God in the strange land. You got to trust God in this strange place, in this place where you've never been. It's like, think about it. Think how a millionaire would feel if you took away all his money and bank accounts. Think about it. How would, how would he live? He wouldn't even know how to act. This is strange for him. He's never been broke before. He's never just had $800 in his pocket. He's used to more. This is strange for him. This is strange. And I know sometimes in your life, it just feels like, wow. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Lord, it's, maybe it's just me. You get to a place you say, how did I get here? What am I doing here? Strange place. And, and, and then, in the strange place, sometimes strangers come. <laughs> strangers come and talk to you and make it more stranger. <laughs> the stranger makes it stranger. And you're already in a strange place. This puts pressure on you. Because you know why? No one wants to be in a strange place. That's why Paul, that's why Peter talked about it as a fiery trial. Because you know what? I don't know about you. I don't like being stretched. But sometimes God's got to stretch you where you are to take you to where you're going. So be faithful in the strange place. Know that God's favor is with you no matter where you are. I know it don't feel right. But then again, who told you we walk by feelings? This is a fiery trial. This is a trial of your, this is a, the trial of your life. This is going to decide everything that's going to happen in your future. You can't give up here. Because the next thing that happens decides on your, de decided, is decided on your decision right now. Right here. In this strange place. What you say is going to lead you to the next step. What you do is taking you to where you're going. That's why we got to be careful feeling foreign in this place. I never will forget it. I never will forget it as long as I live. Having, didn't, I knew I had sicknesses as a child. I, I, I knew I suffered from spinal meningitis. I knew about my head, my mother told me, I guess Nate and Rose might remember, about my head being locked to my chest, and the doctor told her that if they had moved my neck, which she tried to lift my head up but couldn't, and if she had moved my neck, she would have uh, uh, broke my neck. 
and killed me? See why? Because the devil meant for me to die, but God said live. God said you shall not die, but you shall live. So she left my neck alone and went to the doctor and the doctor said, I'm glad you didn't move his neck because if you did, he would have died. I had a hernia and the hernia got close to personal places and they told my mother if it had went a half inch more, I would have never had children. But I thank God for Toya. I thank God for TJ. I thank God for Isaiah. Because when the devil was saying no, God said yes. God put his favor on my life. Even then, the favor of God was with me and no weapon formed against me was going to prosper. Even then. Then from that, that time on, knew I had asthma, outgrew it. Got to 30 years old, didn't have much medical problems, didn't, didn't experience that. Used to run on the track team, you wouldn't catch me. By the time you see me, I was at the finish line. I was fast, I was just that fast. Right, Lee? I used to beat Lee all the time. I left him behind me. He liked us. Because that's what I left behind me when I got to running. But at 30, something happened. I was in a strange place. My heart started acting up and I didn't know why. And the doctor told me that when I was a child, to make a long story short, I caught rheumatic fever and no one knew it. They thought it was a cold when it was rheumatic fever. See, children don't catch rheumatic fever anymore because now you got a shot for it. But 50 years ago, they, they didn't have a shot for it. And it damaged, listen, 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 it damaged my heart. And I found myself having to make a decision to have surgery or leave it alone. My heart had enlarged so bad that the doctor told my wife, I don't know how your husband walked. I don't know how your husband... God's favor. That, that even in my stupidness, God's favor was with me. Because I should not be here right now, but God, who was with me, protecting me, who kept me from going under when I should have died, he was with me. Because they said my heart was protruding through my chest cage. But God, I should have died. I was in a foreign place. I wasn't used to it. I couldn't run with my daughter. I couldn't do those things. This was, a, this was a fiery trial in my life. I thought, you know, Lord, this would just, just go away. Sometimes things don't just go away. You know what? And I'm finding out more and more, unless you confront it, some things just ain't going away. 
until you confront the problem. You got to confront the issue. You got to let the devil know, I'm faking, I'm taking this head on. I'm not going to run from this. I'm going to face this. And I faced it. I had to face it. I had to take care of it. I had to ask God for guidance. And even while I'm in the hospital and they're working and getting me set to go, the devil was working on the outside. Because his intent was to kill me while I was in my foreign place. Because I was in a place I was never used to. Hospital for four weeks? What? What you talking about? Sitting up there, laying in the bed, can't do nothing? You ever been in the hospital on Christmas? You ever been in the hospital on New Year? Oh, bro, come on, man, we can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? You ever been in the hospital on Christmas while you looking outside and the snow's coming down and nobody can come to see you and your wife want to come see you but it's too dangerous for her and you got to tell her not to come? And then you got to celebrate your anniversary in the hospital? Oh, but see, we didn't give the devil no time. We celebrated our anniversary in the hospital. We let the devil know that even though we're in this strange place, we're still going to celebrate. Because the Bible says rejoice in the Lord God always. And again, I say what? Rejoice. If I can't rejoice here, how am I going to rejoice somewhere else? See, I want to rejoice only when it's going good. No. David said, I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. You can't bless them when you got money in your pocket and then when all your money's gone, you stop blessing them. You bless him at? When I'm sick. When I'm not feeling right. When my marriage is messed up. I bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall what? Continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then you not only rejoice, you encourage others. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Exalt him with me. Don't let me praise him all by myself. Praise him with me. Because I'm in a strange place. But guess what? I'm coming out. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's strange. This is a fiery child. It's strange. I've, I've, never, I've never been here before. Who? 50 years old. Things change. Sometimes the body says, all right now. <laughs> all right, time to sleep. <sighs> Things change. Things change. You're feeling things in your body you ain't never felt before. Come on now, we, we talk about it. Everybody over 40, raise your hand. Stop lying, raise your hand. Hey Amen. You start, put your hand up. You start feeling things in your body you ain't supposed to feel. You're like, why am I feeling like this? Good, and what was that? And then you go to the doctor, and the doctor said, hey, everything's fine. You fine. That's not what I felt. <laughs> Strange things. Foreign things in your life. You coming up on some foreign days. 
Oh, but believe God, foreigner. Trust in the Lord in your strange place. Amen. For this, this fiery trial, don't think of it as something that's come to, to destroy you. This is what Peter, Peter did to encourage him. He said, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though something strange has happened to you. But listen, but rejoice. See, that's what you got to do in a strange place. You got to rejoice. See, because when you begin to praise God, you throw the devil off. Well, wait a minute. I meant for him to feel bad and he dancing in the church. What's the matter with him? This is contrary to what my plan was. See, your, your praise throws the devil off. It makes him feel stupid because when you ought to be crying, you blessing God. When you ought to be tired, you giving God glory. He's the, he don't want to see that because that's not what the plan was in this strange place he brought you to. Wow. Say it with me, strange place. Strange place. But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. Listen, Christ suffered. You gotta suffer. Stop thinking, well, I, I'm, I ain't, I'm a Christian, I ain't supposed to go through, who told you that? Where you get that from? You a Christian, you ain't supposed to go through. Who told you you was going to have everything you want? Who lied? For you got a lot of people, you got a lot of people think, well, God's just going to take this away. No, God may not take that away, but can you trust him? God may not change this, but do you love him? He might not take it away, mommy. But will you still give him praise in the midst of it? Will you bless him if it stays the same? Because we finding out nowadays, if the things, if the strange place don't change, people change. Their praise change. You know what I love? I love about, and I, I, I bring up one example. I bring up Assistant Pastor Lee. Sometimes he call me and he tell me the things that he's going through. But when he come in here and pick up that mic, you never know it. Oh, why? Because he's singing, he's giving God glory, he's putting that stuff behind him, and he's learning to praise in spite of it. See, that's what we need. We need an in spite of praise. Yes, I'm going through, but in spite of going through, I'm going to praise God. In spite of going through, I'm going to believe that God is going to bless me now. It doesn't matter what's happening, I'm going to bless God right now. See that? That's what I love about it. Y'all don't know? When I see, see different ones, I see my, my, my wife, man, sometimes she get up, she's in pain. But she get on her knees and pray. She get on her knees and seek the Lord. And she bless God in the morning. Then she comes home and she bless the Lord again. And our children be getting on the nerves, getting on the nerves, and she still be blessing God. See, that's how you know it's real. When you're going through, but you still praise him. When you're going through, but you're still grateful and thankful. Didn't Paul say in everything, in everything, 
in everything. I'm feeling a little pain, but you know what? I'm going to give God thanks right here where I'm at. Because you know what? I could have been dead. I didn't have to be here. You know what? You should have went to the rehabilitation center where I went yesterday and saw people in wheelchairs. My mother said this is becoming a one-legged nation. Because everybody in the nursing home to her was in a wheelchair and had one leg. But you know what? That could have been you, but God. But for the favor and grace of the living God. Listen, you can walk, you can talk, you doing a whole lot of better than other folks are doing. And, and, and when the devil makes you think that you ain't got it good, look at what you do got and begin to praise God for that. Because you know what? A lot of times we begin to think about, we think about so much what we don't have. And we, next thing you know, we, well, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. But you know what? We ought to turn this around. You know what? I can walk. You know what? Rose is talking to me and I can hear her. You know what? I can see Dick and Nico. And you know what? I can move around on my own and nobody's pushing me in a wheelchair. I got to bless the Lord for that because it didn't have to be. I didn't have to be walking. I didn't have to be moving. I didn't have to have my eyesight. I didn't have to have my hearing. So when you think you got nothing to praise God for, look at the little things God's done. Amen? Don't despise the days of small things. Thank God for the small things, because it's the small things that bring the big things. Oh, come on and give God a praise. Come on and give him a praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen to this, verse 13, then we're going over to Daniel. Listen, but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad with exceeding joy. When his glory shall be revealed, you will be glad with exceeding joy. Tell me to Daniel. You are partakers. You are partakers of his suffering. You, Christ suffered. Ha <laughs> ha. What makes you think you're going to get away with not suffering? You got to have some trials. There's gonna, you know I mean? No tests. No testimony. How can you ever talk about you've been delivered, you ain't never been to jail? You talking about you've been delivered, you ain't never had a mind problem. Come on now. You talking about God did this, God did that. Did he really do that for you? Do you know it for sure? You better know it. You better know it. It is God who has given me the power to get wealth. Amen? Chapter 6. Now let's talk about somebody who was in a strange place. And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first. That's the man of God, Daniel. That the princes might give an account unto, unto them, and the king should have no damage. Listen to this. Listen what happens when you belong to God and God gives you a position. Listen to this. Then this Daniel was preferred above 
what? Above the presidents and the princes. Because, listen, an excellent spirit was in him. How many of you heard that? What is that? The Bible said an excellent spirit was in him. You know what? Daniel was a man of integrity. Daniel was a man of character. See, Daniel wasn't a character. He was a man of character. He walked in integrity. See, everybody knew he was a man of God. This meant, this meant, listen, this meant he wasn't trying to get with the king's harem. This meant that God was walking with him and he walked with God. Daniel was a man of integrity. The king of Babylon trusted him. The king of Babylon called on him. And guess what? Now things have changed. He went from being a stranger in Babylon to now being a stranger to another country that came and took over Babylon. Because in the fifth chapter, before the sixth chapter, you read about a king who went and used the stuff from the temple of God for his own party. And who heard of the handwriting on the wall? And how he had to get Daniel to read the handwriting on the wall. And let me tell you something. That same night, that king was conquered. And Persia took over. And when Persia came in, Persia recognized the integrity of Daniel. Why? God's, God's favor was with him. See, when, you, when somebody has God's favor, it's going to be recognized. I would tell you right now, on your, I would tell you right now, on your job, you're about to be promoted because just because God's favor is with you. See, it don't matter that you don't have the degrees because God is with you. God's favor is going to lift you up. Right, Werner? Right, Pastor? You're talking about, these, talking about these women who God has blessed and lifted up right where they are. And they don't have what everybody else has. But God. But the favor of God that's with them, the same favor that worked for Daniel. Listen, some 3,000 years ago, the favor is still good. Come on, tell your neighbor the favor is still good. Oh, tell him the grace still works. The grace of God still works because it will lift you up where you are and leave everybody else behind you and God will elevate you while everybody else is watching you. Talking about, well, where's she going? She just got here. Didn't they just hire her last year? But God is lifting you up above your fellows He's lifting you above, and if you don't believe it, then don't listen to me. But I want, I want people that know that God's favor is with them to know that God is able to lift you out of this strange place. God is into blessing people in strange places. Think it not strange. Listen, listen, what, you didn't get what Peter said. Peter said, think it not strange. He didn't say it wasn't strange. Y'all get it? He said, don't think it strange. It might be, but don't think it. In other words, learn to find happiness and joy right where you are. Because God's about to do something great where you are. Oh, I need a church. I need a church. I need a church that know about God's favor. Listen to this. Listen to this. 
and listen, then Daniel was preferred above the president and the princes because he had an excellent spirit that was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents, how many know you got your haters? Your haters are everywhere. Let me tell you something. Some folks don't like you because you're married and keeping it together. They don't like you. God, men, men, that's why we have to be careful messing around with these women. You got to be careful. Got to stay away from them. Because certain ones, certain ones, they don't, they wouldn't mind seeing your marriage break up because they're jealous over it. Because you got jealous people around you who just, who just would love to see you fall. That's why, pray for us church leaders because boy, we targets. Because, let me say something, the devil sends out missionaries and sends out people on special missions just to break up your marriage. There are people who have been assigned to go certain places just to keep you from prospering. Oh, but I come to let you know the devil is a liar. I don't care how many people he sent against you. It don't matter because God's going to bless you in this strange place. His favor is with you in this strange place. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Listen, but when they sought to find it, but they could not. For in so much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. They couldn't find anything. Would they find anything in you? See, I wouldn't mind bringing my wife to my job. Because you know why? I know one of the, none of the women going to look at her and say, mm-hmm. He's sleeping with you last night, but he was rapping to me yesterday. No, it ain't going to be like that. Because I ain't trying to rap to you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I ought to be the same man on the job as I am here. Everybody should know I'm a man of God outside. I'm a man of God inside. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. And listen, use it to the single people. Just because you're single don't mean you ain't got you gotta flirt. That's right, right? That's right. You ain't gotta do that. Didn't you hear that God will give you somebody? Yes. Didn't you hear God will give you favor? You don't have to go looking for them, God will send them to you. That's right. So you ain't gotta flirt. Be a man of integrity, be a woman, a virtuous woman. Amen. Come on and give God a hand praise if you believe it. Hallelujah. Listen, verse 5. Then said these men, shall we not have fine occasion against this Daniel? Listen, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. And what they did they came up with something that they thought they could trap Daniel in. See, because Daniel was a man, when it came to God, he was a man of routine. See, that's what we need to become, people. People of routine. Write that word down if, you, if you're taking notes. Routine. You, have to have, you should have a routine of praying. How many times a day you pray? Don't yell it out. Think about it. How many times a day you pray? How many times a day you read the Word of God? How many times a day you meditate on the Word? How many times a day do you think on God? How many times a day do you think about church? How many times a day do you witness to people? 
Come on now. Come on now. How many times a day do you talk about the goodness of God? How many times a day do you worry? I bet you can tell me that. How many times a day you got fearful? I bet you remember that. That'll come back to you real fast. Oh yeah, yesterday, Lord have mercy. I was just, I couldn't even stop myself because you can remember those things. What if I change my fear to thinking how I can be more faithful? What if I change my worrying to think about how I can worship God more and better? What if I change my anger to walking in peace? What if I changed what I want to do to do what God has called me to do? What if I change what I'm thinking to think about God's word? instead of thinking of the negativity that's happening in my life and in my family. What if I started thinking about how I can be more committed? What if I started that? Think about it. Think about this now. This is something we need to do. They came up with a plan and they said, King, if anybody should come with you, come to any other God or any other person, except coming to you first. He should be taken and thrown in the lion's den because they wanted, they did this, listen, this was to get at Daniel. I need you, I need you to know, I need you to know that the devil has a plan. Just like God has already planned your life, the devil has a plan to take you outside of your praise. The devil has a plan to take you outside of rejoicing. And every day he's working his plan. But I like what Paul said. Paul said, brethren, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. See, you know what he works and how he works. You know what you used to be and what you used to do. So why are you dwelling on that? Amen? You, you, you used to drink. Why are you in the bar? Talking about I'm going to witness it. Stop lying. Get on out that bar. You know that's where you used to go and like to be there. Don't be there. Amen? And that, listen, listen. Shun the very appearance of evil. Right? You locked up in a room with somebody. What you doing? Can we be real? Why are you in there? Get on up out of there. Amen? And we laugh, but too many women have been pregnant because they were in a strange place with a stranger they shouldn't have been with. Oh, we ain't going to talk about that. We leave that alone. Listen, verse 10. They got the decree signed. Daniel knew it. Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. And he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave, gave thanks before the God as he did aforetime. He gave thanks just as he always did, even though he knew the decree was signed that he was not to pray to God. In other words, Daniel would not compromise. In other words, Daniel would not give up what he was supposed to do for God. 
See, that's what we need, saints. We need a fervent spirit, a, a, a resilient spirit that whenever things come against us, we don't let that thing take us down. That we find ourselves lifting, lifting out of the pit rather than staying in the pit. See, some folks like the pit because they want to sit in the pit and growl and pity party and have others come over and, and you know, some folks just want you, oh, baby, it's going to be all right. Don't you worry about Stop that. And you know what? I can't stand these pats on the back. You always need a pat. Do what you do in Jesus' name and stop waiting for somebody to come by and pat you. Who did you do it for? Did you do it for God or you did it for the pat? You want to do something so somebody else can recognize. See, what I like about Daniel, whatever Daniel did, Daniel didn't go bragging about it. Daniel didn't go telling people, do you know that God showed me the dream of the king's head and no one else knew it? He took everything and gave God honor for it. And three times a day, he pointed his head towards Jerusalem to pray. But I want you to understand the significance of this. Because when I looked at it, I said, oh my God. He opened up the window in his chambers towards Jerusalem. And he prayed three times a day. But you got to understand why he did this. Right now with Daniel and Babylon, Jerusalem is a destroyed place. The walls were burnt with fire. The temple was destroyed. The place was ransacked and everybody was moved. But Daniel, in his old age, looked towards Jerusalem to pray. But it was destroyed no matter what. Daniel said, I believe that God can build it again. I believe that God can lift us up. I believe that God is taking us back to Jerusalem. I'm going to keep praying three times a day because even though Jerusalem looks destroyed, I believe that God is going to raise it up again. See, that's what you got to do. In the place where you are, it looks like it's destroyed. It's messed up. Nothing can be done. But you got to look at it and pray about it. And don't see it for what it is. See it for what God said it can be. And Daniel saw it. And even though, listen, when he opened up his window, he couldn't see Jerusalem. But his eyes here looked over to pray for the city where God put his name to pray for the people that were still there knowing that my God who's with me here his favor can reach there and rebuild what the enemy tore down to rebuild what the enemy destroyed and my God who's keeping me can keep my city and he prayed and that's what the devil didn't like about him that's how Daniel wind up in the lion's den. Because the enemy didn't like the favor on his life. See, and that's what the enemy don't like about you. He don't like the favor that's on your life. And he wants to destroy you. That's why he works on your mind so much. That's why, that's why he tries to keep your self-esteem down. That's why he tries to keep you insecure. So you got to recognize what the enemy's doing. And then, and then you have to expose it. 
Look around, just tell your neighbor, expose it. Tell them, expose it. The worst thing you can do for the enemy is expose him. Because then he knows he's on to me. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Instead of crying, we got to pray about it. Instead of being worried, we got to worship. Pastor said a couple of weeks ago, use your weapon. Amen. You worrying about something you can't change. Crying about something you can't do anything about. Did you not read that Daniel knew the decree was signed, but he still prayed? He knew what they had done, but he knew his job. And see, that's the problem, saints. A lot of times, we don't know what to do. But today, I want you to know God's favor is upon you. You can rejoice when others are sad. You can rejoice when others are complaining. I don't have everything I want. I really don't. But I bless God for what I do have. I thank God for what I do have. And I don't, I don't want to be envious over anybody else. I want to thank God for what he's given me. Amen. And, and no, matter, no matter what strange place I'm in right now, I'm going to pray in that strange place. I'm going to bless God in that strange place. And I'm going to learn to be happy and have joy right where I am. How many people believe you in a strange place right now? You need prayer. Raise your hand right now. Come on, Sister Pastor. You need prayer right now. Raise your hand. Raise your hand right where you are. You believe you're in a strange place. It's okay. Everybody's not going to be able to tell that they're in a strange place because some are embarrassed. They think that in being in Christ, you're not supposed to be in predicaments like that. But I'm going to tell you something. That's for anybody. Anybody can find themselves in a strange place. I just want you to know that God's favor is on you in this strange place. So think it not strange, this fiery trial that has come against you to overtake you. Don't let the thoughts of your head take you over. God's going to bless you in the strange place. Ha! Ah, Daniel was blessed. Nick, Daniel was blessed in a foreign country. He made him president in a foreign country. And guess what? We're in a foreign land, like you said. And I'm blessed in a foreign land. You are my family in this foreign land. But when I walk outside, there's a lot of people that's not my family. But guess what? I'm blessed in a foreign place. I'm a stranger, but I'm blessed right here. You're blessed right where you are. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what the enemy is trying to do. You are blessed right where you are.
and you, you're, you're not going to be more blessed, you're already blessed. There is no more blessed. You're already blessed right where you are. Favor is with you. Be faithful, and that favor shall continue to follow you everywhere you go. And guess what? It's gone. It'll, it'll do like it did to, to me and Pastor. It'll fall on your children. Oh, God, it'll fall on your grandchildren. Oh, God, it'll fall on your finances. That favor will stretch into your house and stop you from arguing. The favor, the favor is following you. It's going with you. Wherever you go, the favor is going with you. You go in the bank that's getting robbed, the favor's with you. You don't have to worry about it. All those that want prayer, close your eyes, close your eyes. Come on. Come on, close your eyes with me right now. That favor will go with you. That favor will go with you. Oh, I know the favor of the Lord is with me. Every time I see my grandson bounce up and down and copy and minister Lee, I say, oh, praise God, another man of God coming up. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I looked at Sister Golda's baby and Leo's baby. I said, oh, bless God, another man of God. Another child to be raised in the ways of the Lord. I thank God for AJ. He in church, he just clapping his hands, getting the early start. That favor resting upon him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for Nyla coming up and grabbing the mic and singing in the church. Shows you the favor is being transferred. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, the, tra the favor is transferred upon Zamira. The favor is upon the Garner's children. The favor is upon Lanaya. Oh, man. This favor is transferable. And it flows from heart to heart. Come on and begin to worship him right now where you're at. Come on, begin to worship him right now where you're at for the favor. Worship him for the favor. Worship God for the favor he's put upon your life. Favor is going to deliver you from this folly. Favor is going to bring you higher in the Lord. Glory be to God. The devil don't like your favor. And favor ain't fair, but you got favor anyway. And in this favor, God is going to bring you out of this strange place. He's going to bring you out of this strange predicament. But you got to be faithful. You got to worship him and bless him right now where you are. You got to keep praying. You got to keep praying like Daniel did. You got to pray. You got to pray. You got to pray. You coming out of this. And even if God don't bring you out of it, praise him. Even if he don't change it, bless him. Even if he don't take it away, give him glory. Praise him. Praise him right where you are. Praise him where you are. You can praise him where you are. God's favor in a strange place. Oh God, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, God. We bless you, Lord. Lord, we worship you. We worship you. For you keep us in strange places. You keep us in strange things, but you're blessing us as we're going through. Father, we thank you now. Bless us in the strange place where we are, God. Let us know that your favor is with us regardless of how silly it looks around us, regardless of how impossible it looks to us, oh God. Your favor is with us. 
We believe you for your favor right now. We trust you for the things that you're doing right now. We bless you for it. We bless you for it. Come on and give God a high praise right now. Come on and bless him. Give him a high praise. Come on and give him a high praise. Praise him right now where you are. Praise him right now where you are. Bless him where you are. You're coming out of this. You're coming out of this. God has given you victory right where you are. Victory. You're a conqueror. You're a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Right now where you are, the blessings will overtake you. The blessings have overtaken you right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. Right now. Right now. Right now. God bless you.